the best minds in wrestling today, and you damn well know it by now. We know more than Google, always have, always will. New show, bigger, better, badder, brother. Twice as famous, twice as rich. 2.0, here we go. Start the damn show already. What's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the J-A-T-double-B. As always, I'm here with my co-host. Superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary creaming. Um, <laughs> A.K.A. Jamie Jam Garvin. And I, I started saying that. I wonder how many people get that reference. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody probably. <laughs> but if they don't. I'm talking about old uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin from the Freebirds. Maybe I'll put a picture up, but Jamie looks like... identical. Yep. Especially in one picture. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, we're back. We, uh, episode five, right? And uh, what's what? Uh, it's already I mean, been that many. Yeah, and I already lost how to do it. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I guess we'll stick with routine. What kind of beer are we drinking tonight? Uh, what kind of beer do I have open right now? Yeah. Yeah, I have a cranberry peach sour. My God. Um, it's a... Uh, Who makes that ocean spray? <laughs> no it's a brewery called new image i think i talked about them in an earlier episode um it is a uh kombucha sour uh it's yeah i know it sounds sounds hippy dippy but it's pretty good beer if you like sour stuff if you like warheads and goddamn uh sour patch kids you'll like it yeah kombucha uh, i hardly know her <laughs> what uh, what kind of beer are you drinking, Buck? I'm actually drinking a uh, purified water because I started a diet isn't the right word, but eating clean for a little while. So I started a, I actually started a seven day cleanse today. Wow! So cleansing the toxins out of my body. I was in Austin, Texas all weekend getting hammered. So I'm just cleansing the toxins out of my body and start eating a little healthier, get that beach body ready. Yeah, getting the beach body ready by doing a cleanse, huh? You call me a hippie? You call me a hipster and a hippie and all that shit? Yeah, I call you whatever I goddamn please. <laughs> but I, I mean, really, I work out like a motherfucker. We all know that. But, yeah, you know, I still got a little... A little meat on the bones, so I'm going to try to get rid of that. That way I'm not chubby. I know you went a different route. Uh, yeah, I do yoga. I'm I'm so flexible right now, it's crazy. And the women must love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can bend all around them. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I'd like to see you do some DDP yoga. Yeah, I kill it. When's the last time you did DDP yoga? This morning? Hmm. Doubt it. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You know what I did want to talk about? 
tell everybody uh we had a conversation earlier tell everybody um what what concert you're going to what what now what concert you're gonna go to <laughs> i uh i got free dmx tickets dmx tickets <laughs> he's out of jail i guess i don't know i mean why would, would you not go see dmx for free you can you to... imagine going to see dmx in 2019 yeah it's got to be hilarious have you seen any recent pictures or videos of him no i have no idea i haven't seen a dmx since uh it's dark and hell is hot yeah. or maybe flesh of my flesh and blood of my blood uh, so i haven't seen him since the 90s I've seen a picture of him. He's in what we call rough shape. Well, I mean, what other shape is he supposed to be in when he he's a rough rider? Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm talking about rough, R-O-U-G-H, not R-U-F-F. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be hilarious. Uh, nonetheless, 100% worth it for a free show. Yeah, I hope you have fun since I can't crack beer or something. Smash water bottles instead. <laughs> I guess we should uh, get into our wrestling conversation. Yeah. Got some news to talk about this week. A couple things going on. So we'll just get right to it. The number one story. Okay. So I said number one news story, but I don't mean number one like the greatest news story of the week. I meant number one like the first thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, we are going to start with, ooh, that was a hell of a burp. <laughs> it was. Which is a good segue into the Elimination Chamber on Sunday. <laughs> which uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, so um, I didn't watch it. I have, uh, I don't watch WWE events anymore. Um, it's just a new rule I have. I only watch segments or matches that I hear about afterwards. I don't have three hours on a Monday to waste. I don't have eight hours on a Sunday to waste. Which I heard that the elimination chamber was shorter. So Yeah, it was much shorter. I I slept through most of it. I kept watching it in my sleep. So I know all about it. Yeah, well we don't watch it, but obviously we do our research and read up on it because we're both avid readers. You're actually yeah. no, you're no more for reading than I am, but um, I'm very well read. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we can talk about it a little bit. I know uh, Daniel Bryan won the Elimination Chamber, of course, um, but I think the big story of that was Kofi Kingston. Um, I heard they had a really good when it was just down to those two. It was really good, and then it was it was the, a good. I mean, they did they did well. Kofi did a good job in the chamber. Yeah, the crowd was really into him, right? Yeah, when he got pinned, the place went silent. Yeah. I wonder if that was a reaction to Kofi or a reaction to, like, they know, like, you know, sometimes wrestling fans are assholes and they know he wasn't supposed to be in it, so they cheer for him because they just want to be dicks. that makes sense? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they just pushed, they put Kofi in it for – spot vest and then he did well enough i mean when they when daniel Bryan was holding up the title the camera didn't even really show him they showed like biggie and them carrying kofi off like holding his hand up and shit yeah maybe kofi will get a push out of it um i mean 
it'd be something different. That'd be everybody's pushing right now for a Kofi Bryan at Mania title match. Well, I don't know about Mania Fastlane. They still have Fastlane. They do, but they were everybody's been pushing for the Mania match. Maybe something can set up at Fastlane. I don't know. Shoot, Fastlane is a god awful pay per view. Oh yeah. I can imagine watching Fastlane. If WWE was good, I couldn't imagine watching Fastlane. I could. I never watched Fastlane when it was good five years yeah. ago. They have that's. They should cut that out and just build to WrestleMania for two months. That's the way it used to be. Like you have Rumble in January and then WrestleMania in April. Like you just you built the whole, built the whole way up, and it was good. Like you developed your storylines coming out of Rumble, and on the next couple of shows, you know, TV shows, and then. You just build that line, and then it's the that's the huge buildup of WrestleMania. Now it's like things just change. You have no idea what's going on. You might as well just not even tune in until the week before. Yeah, they don't build shit anymore. No. They definitely don't build like I used to build. Hell no, not like you used to build. (laughs) We built for years. But, uh, yeah, so... Not bad, right? Not bad overall. Um, the women's chamber, I also heard was, well, number one, I heard it was way too long. Number two, I heard that um, the ending wasn't bad. I don't know. I I never made it through it. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, I heard the ending wasn't bad at all. I just kept falling asleep. I mean, so Bailey and Sasha won, which, you know. Yeah good for them they i love how they're talking about how they're the first ever women's tag team champions which isn't true because they had women's tag team titles in the 80s yeah but um oversight but um well, maybe it's because women weren't now women are equal or they're worth more than men i'm not real sure but women are different now than they were in the 80s so well they should just have gender neutral titles then that's what i think we should go to general neutral titles uh because yeah, I was just in Austin, Texas. They had general neutral everything. Yeah, there's no, there's no men's and women's bathrooms. No, it's the city code. I mean, the city of Denver wor- worries more about uh, voting on what we need to put uh, gender neutral bathroom signs up than they do paving the streets or I mean, paving the roads, making good roads, and plowing the roads and keeping it safe for its citizens. Yeah, which, you know, I don't care. If someone wants to piss and shit where I piss and shit, I don't care whether you do it sitting or standing. I don't give a damn as long as you don't get deep or as long as you flush. You could shit wherever. I don't care. I don't care how you – I don't care if you shit out of your dick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what you do. Yeah. So what were <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the women's chambers. <laughs> Speaking of shit, See, that's, dick. <laughs> that's what happens when you start talking about women's matches. <laughs> yeah, that's a good segue, shitting out of your dick. Now, again, I didn't watch it, but I can imagine there's a million botches. And, um, you know, I was thinking about that because I feel like people think I'm hard on women wrestling for some reason, but, um, again, I'm not. Some of the some of the girls are good. Sasha and Bailey are really good. Yeah, they're great. Charlotte's good. Charlotte's good. Becky's good. Um, Bliss is good. Um, there's there's a bunch. Oscar. I mean, I could. Ruby Riot's good. Yeah, I like Ruby Riot. Um, do you want to tell people your thoughts on Ruby Riot publicly? <laughs> 
I said she would be an interesting fuck. Yeah. So there you go. And um, so I just got totally distracted with that. But <laughs> so there are good wrestlers. But you know, a couple of years ago, when they wanted to do the Women's Royal Rumble, and they called all these girls up from NXT who weren't ready. And now you have them on the main roster. None of them are ready. They're thrown into the lion's den, and they just look like shit. And, you know, it's for what? So you can prove that women could do a Royal Rumble too. But what you have. Yeah, it's harder. What you have is, am I boring you? Do I know? I thought you were yawning. No, I was just saying, I was going to say it's hard because they just feed all these women now to like, now that all these women are up, they're just getting fed to the five good women wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when, when you're a girl who isn't like at that level and you're wrestling Charlotte or Sasha Banks, you're going to look like shit. Yeah. And it's going to be embarrassing and you're going to make them look like shit. Yeah. And it's just a shit show. And, so it's really WWE's fault. Like Paige said, I think there was some story about how Paige, or no, actually Paige said it's not WWE's fault. It's it's the fans' fault that it took so long for women to get to this level. Oh yeah, well let's yeah let's blame it on the fans. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Right when your when your movie comes out. Yeah, because wrestling fans, wrestling fans hate seeing women that are pretty much naked. So <laughs> let's blame it on them. <laughs> yeah so anyways congratulations to bailey and sasha i mean legitimately i think they're awesome um but yeah they're great who knows how these titles are even gonna work <laughs> i don't know either uh i don't even know yeah i, I assume they beat dean ambrose <laughs> uh okay so also ronda rousey won in like five seconds against ruby riot and then um they did a charlotte was there and they did this really weird segment where becky wasn't allowed but she was there in the crowd and she snuck into the ring on crutches because security wasn't able to stop her and it was just crazy yeah, she came. She yeah, somehow, you know, security wasn't able to stop a five foot ten female on crutches uh, from climbing a four foot rail. Um but yeah, she got in the ring, beat the shit out of Charlotte. Uh she does she did an okay job of selling the knee injury though. Beat up Charlotte with a crutch and then tossed the other crutch to Rhonda. Rhonda started to beat her up, and then Becky hit Rhonda in the back uh, and beat the shit out of Rhonda. And Rhonda bled the hard way. I the segment was fine. Like I, I thought it was okay, but the match, I just don't know why they wasted a why they had to squash Ruby Riot for that. Like why didn't why didn't they just have Ronda Rousey and Charlotte come out and do like a super pose down? Yeah, they should just or like a they should have done a promo. Yeah, or like a contract signing or a yeah. fucking, you know, whatever. Like, you could have just done that and then had Becky show up and beat the shit out of both of them anyways because that was the only reason they had that match was to do that. They didn't really – there's no reason for – I mean, that match was terrible. Ruby Riot did nothing. And Ronda Rousey just did that thing where she, like, shot on her, rolled her over, and popped her arm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't get it 
because like we just said, I mean, besides being an interesting fuck, like Ruby Riot is, she's actually a pretty good wrestler. Yeah, but no reason to just squash her, you know? Yeah, there's no reason to put her in that position. What's even crazier is, like, the, the next night on Raw, they wrestled in, like, a 12-minute match on Raw. Yeah, so it's like, maybe Ruby Riot wasn't focused and ready and only lost, and lost in five seconds. Or maybe uh, they wanted Ronda on Raw for a while because their ratings are shit, but... Yeah, I think... I just don't know why they don't – I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing's crazy, but, I mean, Becky is, like, the most over person in the world right now, so it's going to work. Yeah, the crowd went ape shit. It took her 30 minutes to get to the ring Yeah, from the first time they showed her. I mean, it was like Iron Sheik walking the ring at the Gimmick Battle Royal oh, in man. WrestleMania 17. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to cover that sometime because that Gimmick Battle Royal was incredible. It was incredible, and Heenan announced it. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, Usos won the tag titles. They beat Shane and Miz. Um, again, didn't watch it, but from what I heard, uh, Shane looked super old in this match. He did. He looked old. It's just, it was just good to get Miz and Shane, like, out of the picture. Let Miz go back to doing his thing by himself, uh, and let Shane go back to the desks in the back and. I mean, don't, don't you think Miz is so much better as, like, an asshole than, like, someone who's trying to be Shane's best friend? Yeah, Miz is – Miz had the best year of any wrestler, what, two years ago? Yeah. And he was, like, he's he's one of the best heels. He's incredible. Like, he's a great heel intercontinental champion. Like, I mean, yeah, I love the Miz. And Shane is one of those guys who, like – once a year at WrestleMania is cool, but every month or every week to watch him wrestle is like, oh my god, like it's awful. Yeah, I would be. I would rather watch a, the main event of the Saudi pay per view. Yeah, Shane is basically like him and Undertaker are the same wrestler because <laughs> you only want to watch them once a year, if that. No. I mean, what do you think will be the main event of the Saudi? Do you think it'll be like Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus uh, Ric Flair? (laughs) (laughs) If Ric Flair wrestled, he'd be dead for sure. Yeah. Um, 72 years old on Monday or next week sometime. Yeah. Um, They're celebrating on Raw with what will be a terrible segment, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, so the Usos won, which is also interesting because – a few days before the match, or sometime last week, um, which one was, it was Jimmy? I think yeah, Jimmy Uso was arrested in Detroit. He uh, he's riding with his wife Naomi. Uh, she was going the wrong way on a one-way street in Detroit, and the cops pulled him over and smelled alcohol. We're asking questions, and Jimmy got a little aggressive, took his shirt off acted like he's gonna fight and then I guess eventually calmed down but um he was handcuffed and taken to jail posted bond he's charged with disorderly conduct and obstruction of justice which uh you know we talked about it a little bit between us but um not super illegal no just kind of, no just kind of being an asshole 
being an idiot. Yeah, and and I I told you I wonder, you know, if she's going the wrong way or they smell alcohol. Maybe she had a few drinks and he's covering for her by taking all the attention. I don't know, but um, I mean, this is not this is nothing new. I mean, the USO. I'm pretty sure the USO's won the titles after he got a DUI in 2013, or they at least got to keep the titles. Yeah, they they both yeah they got to keep him. I mean, Jack Swagger got that DUI and they buried him. Yeah, and after he won elimination chamber, his brother yeah Jay Uso's gotten a DUI too. So the Usos are basically unstoppable, and it's probably I mean maybe it has something to do with AEW. I don't know. I know Fox News, which is hilarious, reported that um, Jimmy Uso purposely trying to get fired so he can go to All Elite Wrestling. So he did. <laughs> That's that. hilarious. Yeah, which is really hilarious because, like, why would the, is that the route you would choose to try to get fired? <laughs> yeah, just being a yeah being a Samoan guy in Detroit, getting out of the car, ripping your shirt off, and screaming at a cop is yeah. That's what I want to do to lose my job. Maybe risk getting shot. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess right now, especially, you would think the Usos are basically you know you can't are untouchable. Yeah, they're untouchable. I mean, uh, yeah, they can they can do whatever they want. Um, I know they're they're one of the people whose contracts are coming up very soon. Yeah, they're and, up uh, after Mania. They man AJ. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the Usos as being that WWE stable, but like you could also look at like they've done everything they could do there. Let's go fight the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Well, they haven't had a feud with the New Day yet, so maybe that'll happen next. Yeah, I don't think they've ever wrestled the New Day. Oh, wait, they wrestled 8,000 times last year. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so who knows? We'll, we'll see, but there you go. Get drunk, drive wrong, try to fight cops. You're going to be tag team champions of the world. Yeah. when they Were those 8,000 times you watched? Were those not counting house shows? Yeah, that's just televised. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Seemed a little low, a little low for house shows. So one more thing from Elimination Chamber I did want to talk about, which I thought was hilarious. So we're, we're not going to talk about Corbin versus uh, Strowman because I heard it was, like, god-awful. I don't even know how Corbin is still on TV, but. I don't even know. I just know that Strowman, they ganged up on him and he lost. <laughs> Didn't they do <laughs> the shield power bomb? Like, why would you do that? I don't know. I just know that uh... – I don't know. That, I mean, what is Braun Strowman doing? Why is he still in WWE? I don't know. They're buried him bad. He needs to go anywhere, anywhere. He has been. He was super over like six months ago. Yeah, he was the biggest. I mean, the only place that he could do worse than he's doing right now is AHW. Yeah, yeah, they would shit on him for sure. They'd have Super Puff beat him. But yeah, if Super Puff's even around anymore, I don't even know where he, where Cheesy Puff is. He has been booked into oblivion. Strowman has, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, what I did want to talk about, even though we just talked about what I said we weren't going to talk about, but um, so Lashley lost the Intercontinental Title to Baylor for whatever reason, and then um. He blames Leo Rush because it was a handicap match for whatever reason. And, like, why would you have Lashley, who's the size of eight Finn Balors, 
get an extra person to beat Finn Balor. <laughs> I don't know, but Finn Balor just knocked Lashley out of the ring and then beat up Leo Rush and won. Yeah, which I guess that answered my question. They don't want to have him pin Lashley, so they yeah. have him pin Leo Rush. But then he gets mad at Leo Rush, slams him, turns on him, and then on Raw they were tagging again. Best friends. Yeah, which is just a crazy shit like that WWE does now. But uh, Finn Balor's your new Intercontinental Champion, so we'll see how long that lasts. I can see that last until Mania, actually, because yeah, I could see. I mean, Balor will be a good IC title. He'll be a good Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, it's a good title for him. And hopefully they do one of those like six way ladder matches or you know what they do with the IC title there. Yeah, what um so realistically in your lifetime, when have you ever liked Bobby Lashley? I, I've never liked Bobby. He has zero charisma. I mean he is literally the worst. I hate Bobby Lashley. I've never paid attention to Bobby Lashley ever in my life. No, he's massive, and he's chiseled like Buck, but he's literally zero. Like, he has zero personality. He's, His neck's not as big as Buck's. No. He, 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 whether he's a heel or the face, he does the same thing, so he doesn't have any character to him. He's, he's awful. I don't know yeah. what he's doing. Like, they love him, though. Vince loves him. When he... When he talks, it sounds like an auto-tuned queef on repeat. <laughs> he is god-awful. I don't know, man. I, I don't know anything that WWE is anymore. I mean, they had the NXT guys on Raw for no reason, and who knows what they're doing. SmackDown's going on right now as we're recording, so who knows what they're doing with them. But uh, just cracked open another water. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. There's our WWE recap. Hopefully, we could f- we filled in all the blanks for you. Yeah, for those of you who, I guess, watched it or didn't watch it or slept through it. Yeah, I think Ben Ben actually didn't sleep through it, huh? Nah, Ben probably watched it, but I feel like people who watch Elimination Chamber are the kind of people who um, like put something around their neck and jerk off. Oh yeah, in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> with a with a strobe light on. Yeah. So, you know, have fun, man. <laughs> yeah. So, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, they have the Vegas show, and um, they officially sold out in what they're saying is four minutes, which, what was that bump? Your dick hit the floor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, inside joke, but um, behind the scenes. Um so, yeah, so they sold out in four minutes, which um, I got no tickets. Surprise. No, no surprise, but it's kind of confusing, and people are kind of in an uproar about it because – so I got tickets, and thanks to Matt Cole, but it took longer than four minutes to get our tickets. But I guess the pre-sale doesn't count. It's the general public sale. And the general public was able to sell out in under four minutes. And then that's because the pre-sale was so popular, but the pre-sale had what they're calling, um, and I don't know how they do the math on it, but 43,000 people tried to buy tickets during the pre-sale. So 
that doesn't mean 43,000 people logged on. That just means 43,000. Like, let's say everyone who logged on wanted four tickets. Like, they do it some kind of math way like that. Yeah. I don't know how they do that shit because we don't ever have to worry about that because we just get tickets pretty easy. Yeah, well, they're going to give us press tickets and everything else. But, yeah, um, you got that email? Yeah, yeah, I talked to him. Okay. I think uh, I talked to Meltzer about it too. But um, So, yeah, we're going to go to Vegas. Should be an awesome show um, already. Uh, Jer- Jericho versus Omega. Uh, looks like to be Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, um, Pac versus Adam Page, uh, a women's match. Um, should be a pretty awesome show. I know we're gonna kill Vegas. Yeah, that's, I, and that's not even because their show is typically gonna be it's gonna be about three hours long. Uh, they did a really good job at Double or Nothing, not going crazy. I mean, who knows who else will be there, you know, the Joey Ryans of the world, that kind of stuff. I'll talk to Joey this weekend and find out when I see him on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, he's wrestling here in town, and I've been invited to uh, the the backstage VIP uh, VIP party afterwards, and I might be announcing that night, announcing the event. So, Well, you've been begging to grab dick for a while, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there actually may be more than Joey Ryan there. So there actually may be more than Joey Ryan. So, but I'll let you, you know, that'll be big news next week. Uh, I also heard uh, Roadkill may be there. I think he might be meeting with the Young Bucks and Cody. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to speculate. So, yeah, we'll talk to him and figure it out. I, um, it's interesting though. I mean, obviously, very, popular they even they put more seats on sale today somehow they rearranged production to opened up a few hundred more seats um so it's definitely sold out it's definitely a a record it's the biggest wrestling show ever there and uh, it beat uh the previous record i think was 1998 halloween havoc yeah and um so yeah they're uh the hype is real man they're they're doing big things and um you know, we'll see how long it'll last or, you know, if this hype train can keep going. I don't know what their schedule is going to look like over the next year. I know that we were, we received a fake schedule. Yeah, we did receive a fake schedule. Uh, and we know, we know it's fake because of what that third person said would happen this weekend and it didn't happen. Uh, can yeah. you fill us in on that, Buck? Yeah, well, somebody who I don't want to name, Andy Baugh, was very adamant that he had this insider knowledge, which is, you know, really on a personal level pisses me off because he said he got the information at Quick Trip. We all know what that means to somebody like me and Jamie who have met people at Quick Trip. Yeah, we have. For years and years and years, we have been, you know, meeting and hanging out with wrestlers at Quick Trip. and. I just don't know why. I don't know whatever. I don't know if he's jealous about the podcast or what's that like we're just so famous right now and he ain't got to be on it or. And so I, don't know what's going, I don't know what's going on with him. I know he had, you know, twins and maybe he doesn't have as much money as we do. Uh, well, I guarantee he doesn't have as much money as we do, but. No, it's probably not even close. 
Um, Anyways, he tried to give us some bullshit schedule that obviously isn't real. He named like six shows. I don't know where he got his information from. But um, yeah, he also said Keg Craig Kimbrell would sign with the Braves on over the weekend, and that that didn't happen. Yeah, so he really embarrassed himself. Luckily, yeah, that it was just between friends. Yeah, luckily it was just between friends. I mean, we don't even really want to name names. No, uh, we don't want to talk about what Andy Ball told us. No, we don't want to put him out there like that because yeah, that would be terrible for Andrew Scott Ball to have to deal with on a public level. Well, I mean, we just don't bury. We would never bury our friends in a podcast. Like we would never say that Andrew Scott Ball is a goddamn lying piece of shit. <laughs> like you know, we've never said not that. publicly, not publicly. Not pu- no, yeah, not. I mean, we would say that in a room with him, <coughs> but not over a podcast with thousands of, upon hundreds of thousands of listeners. Yeah, we wouldn't want to put him out there like that because he's on social media. So, yeah, and he. Uh, and he's a good he's a good man. He's just uh everybody has their flaws, you know. Yep, good man, decent father. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so who knows what the next year looks like for them, but uh, you know, I would like to see him do maybe three shows, four shows. Um, yeah. Obviously all in two in Chicago would be cool. Um, yeah, I feel like double or nothing is all in two. Yeah, but officially, like, the same weekend in Chicago Yeah, would be a cool Well, show. I mean, it's double or nothing. They went all in and law, or they went all in and won, and then they're just doing double or nothing. Let's double it, double it, you know, double or nothing. So what do you call the next show, Let It Ride? I think, yeah, Let It Ride. Last Ride? Um, last Ride? Nah, nobody survives the last ride. <laughs> Yeah, but obviously, you know, we wish all the best for him. We're going to be in Vegas hanging out. Um, Podcast live from Double or Nothing. Yeah. Which actually brings us to our next story. So, along with Double or Nothing in Vegas that weekend, there is a convention in town. And um, it's StarCast 2, which uh, me and Jamie were at the first StarCast. We were able to hang out with Steiner and Bagwell and meet Luger and all kinds of people. Haku, Ming. Yeah. Um, through it. We all know the story. Ben. Um, yeah. But StarCast 2 has some huge names announced. We already heard Bret Hart. We already heard Sting. We already, uh, Ric Flair was announced, but also announced was Undertaker, which is huge in so many ways. It's uh, his biggest non-WWE appearance in quite some time. And um, he uh, took WWE off of his Twitter account, which uh, a lot of people found to be odd or made a big deal about. Um, Jamie is uh, basically in love with Undertaker on a sexual <laughs> level. So I'll let you comment on this first and you give your thoughts. Um, it's a big deal. I mean, he's two tables away from, well, his booth would be two booths away from where ours will be. So that'll be pretty cool. I'm sure we'll share some, a lot of fond memories there, you know. Uh, I met Undertaker in 2002 at a hot rod show in Chattanooga. And it was, he was sponsoring, he was there with the WWE hot rod. 
But I mean, a guy like him who has been that was when he's American badass. So those are the only appearances he's ever done, like outside of an actual WWE event or some sort of like announcement that WWE has. Like he's never he never breaks character. He never shows up in public. Like these public appearances are super rare. And the fact that Starcast was able to get him, it's a pretty huge deal, I believe, uh, in the wrestling world. It's obviously he's, you know, I, I think he's, you know, trying to be done wrestling. Uh, I don't think he'll be at WrestleMania this year. I think he might be part of the festivities or maybe announced like maybe he's going in the Hall of Fame or something. I don't know. Yeah, you uh, actually, interesting enough, a lot of people don't know this. When you met Undertaker in 2002, you used the um, what do you call it, the fried part of a corn dog, the outside of a corn dog, to jerk him off, right? <laughs> At that fair, the batter. Yeah, talk about the breading. Yeah, so instead of the corn, instead of the hot dog portion, his penis was there, and you actually jerked him off, and you paid to do that. Well, I mean, I had to get some sort of mayonnaise on my corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's a really nice guy when I met him. he I got his autograph. But this is what I'm going to do this year at StarCast. You know that picture with him and Scott Hall flipping it, flipping off the camera where they're in mustaches and mullets in the yeah, 80s? That is legit one of the baddest pictures of all time. I'm going to get Taker to sign it at StarCast, and then I'm going to get Scott Hall to sign it at whatever the next. He may be at StarCast, too. Who knows? Yeah, he's, he's already been announced, him and Nash and Xbox. Yeah, so I might try to get both of them to sign it, that picture. That'd be incredible, actually. That would be amazing. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, we're actually not going to have the hookup we had for Starcast last year, but um, I think we are going to have a booth this year, probably, for our show. So. Uh, we'll have a booth. We'll be podcasting live from Starcast. I, you know, we'll see who we can get on it. I mean, the rumor mill swirling. Roadkill may be there. I if Taker's going to be there, odds are Roadkill may be there with him. Have, but, they, uh, have they announced Roadkill for Starcast yet? No, they haven't. I, I'll talk to him here soon, but he's uh, he's pretty quiet about stuff. You know how he is. That'd be a big get, uh, and they probably don't want to announce that with The Undertaker because they, they don't want to overshadow each other. No, they don't. And I think Roadkill may be more of just a show up and yeah. surprise. But back to the – to the deal, like getting a character like the Undertaker, a wrestler like that, is huge. I know he's not like he's not signing with AEW, and he's not, you know, obviously he's loyal to WWE till he dies. But he is going to start doing stuff like this. Yeah, and, and, and Starcast yeah. is not a part of All Elite Wrestling, so it's a separate no. thing. And... But it's pretty incredible that at you know Starcast is able to show up. Like All Elite Wrestling holds this event. Their second, basically the second event, Cody Young Bucks put on, and they 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 managed to be have Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, I know they didn't call him and get him in there, but they have a, the Undertaker at that weekend. You know, yeah, which is huge. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really big deal. It's a really big get. And um... and what if like, you know, Joey Ryan got resurrected by penises? What if Undertaker took offense to that? What if you never know. Who knows? 
Yeah, I'd like to see Undertaker get dick flipped. I mean, at this point, you couldn't tarnish that career any more than he already has over the last <laughs> five years. So that's, that's um, not true at all. Um, but yeah, it's huge. I mean, Starcast is big. If that's something you want to attend, obviously, me and Jamie are gonna, might work it. We're not going to attend it as fans, but um, yeah, it's 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 really big, and I think he charges like one hundred fifty dollars. So good luck. Me and Jamie have that to spare, but. Oh yeah, that's we just made that talking about the Undertaker because of our ad. Yeah, yeah, the ad that for the show made way more. We could meet the Undertaker probably thirty, forty times just off this oh, episode. Easily, I mean, we could probably book him for the podcast. Yeah, but I don't want to talk to him for an hour. That'd be boring as shit. <laughs> um. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of Hall of Famers like The Undertaker, uh, future Hall of Famers, WWE has officially announced the first inductees for this year. It's not the Hart Foundation, as rumored, although they could still be a part of it. But the first official announcement was D-Generation X, which includes Shawn Michaels, who's already in the Hall of Fame, uh, Triple H, who, I mean... Given his status, well, given his status, I don't know if he'll ever put himself in, but he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, X-Pac, you can make the argument, um, Hall of Famer. Um, but this is probably the only way he'll get in. Um, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, uh, they're going to get in. And China is an interesting one because she is someone who obviously deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but due to her post-WWE lifestyle. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was get... only one night. <laughs> no, it wasn't one night. Um, but she uh, obviously deserves it, but this is probably their way to sneak her in and uh, kind of be done with that chapter. Yeah. Um... <laughs> do you think they announced, do you think they were going to announce the Heart Foundation and then, uh, Triple H was like, uh, no, we're going to do DX uh, because I want Shawn Michaels to be a two-time Hall of Famer before Bret Hart is. <laughs> yeah, they just they just called Bret Hart and told him that DX was going in. Yeah, they just were like, and then, you know, somebody's going to screw Bret, Bret screwed Bret again. Or... Yeah, I hope they <laughs> flew and met Bret Hart in Montreal. <laughs> and thought, on the DX jet, yeah, and thought that they were going to tell him that he's going to the Hall of Fame, and then swerved and said D Generation X is going to the Hall of Fame. We we just wanted to let you know we're going to announce D Generation X in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so DX one of the best stables of all time. Um, interesting enough, my favorite DX was when it was just Shawn Michaels and Triple H with Rick Rude, which they didn't even mention Rick Rude here. Um, yeah, which um, is yeah, I like I like that too. I actually liked it too when uh, Triple H took over. Yeah, which was uh, everyone else besides yeah, it Shawn. Was it was post Shawn Michaels. It was post Shawn Michaels, like that when he took over and X Pac showed back up. Like yeah, the Raw after fourteen. Yeah, um, you know a, a classic segment, um, but. I mean, DX is Hall of Fame worthy, but I think this is more about getting China in without all of the focus being on China 
or about China. Yeah, I read where China's mom was really excited about that, and and it's also a way to get Xbox in without putting Xbox in. Um, Road Dog is a big part of the company. Um, yeah, I'm sure, he wants to be in. But, um, I mean, those guys deserve it. They played their roles. They 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 were earners. I mean, they drew they drew money. Uh, they drew top money during the Attitude Era, uh, coming out, and then. Uh, Especially, you know, they invaded WCW. Like, that's – they, like, are some of the front runners of, you know, the Monday Night Wars. So – Yeah, they're hugely popular. And not only that, when I talk to people now and people find out how big I am into wrestling, one of the, one of the things I hear more than anything, people will say, oh, I used to watch wrestling, you know, like, suck it, and they'll start doing the, the, the crotch chop. Yep. Everyone Everybody. Literally, DX was part of a transition. Everybody watched wrestling during the Attitude Era. Everybody tuned in. Children, teenagers, college students, 30-year-olds, 40-year-old men, everybody, except for Bruno San Martino. He hated <laughs> He hated the D-Generation D- X because he believes in Jesus, but... Uh, <laughs> But everybody watched wrestling. Like when you talk to anyone about, oh, ever all everybody says is, "Yeah, I used to watch wrestling," and you know all they talk about Stone Cold Steiner, Rock Bottom, Suck It, and NWO. Yeah, everyone knows it, and they were unbelievable. And um, if you go back on the network, I'm sure they'll have, especially when the Hall of Fame's coming up, a lot of their segments and stuff. But the stuff that Shawn Michaels and Triple H did with Sergeant Slaughter is. Some of the best segments he'll watch <laughs> ever. ever. And how Sergeant Slaughter didn't beat the shit out of him in real life, I'll never know. I mean, Bruce Pritchard talks about in his podcast how nobody noticed the Undertaker wasn't there that night, and Shawn Michaels came out and called him out, and he did it without asking. But he also stuffed socks down his uh, in his tights without asking anyone. And he had him in his tights in gorilla position. Bruce Pritchard talks about how nobody noticed at all. And he went out there and then everybody was like, uh, yeah. Well, he also said that, that Vince wasn't there that night. And, um, yeah, Vince was gone. Jim Ross was in charge and Jim Ross was furious because they were, they basically were like, we can do whatever the fuck we want, which at the time Shawn Michaels could and did. But, um, yeah, he had um, Shawn Michaels had fuck you money, yeah, kind of like what we have now. Shawn Michaels had fuck you talent back then, and um, yeah, it was uh, DX is awesome, so congratulations to them. Um, really, congratulations to China, who you know had a lot of problems with her life, but definitely, definitely one of the best, if not the best, female wrestler of all time. Yeah, she was incredible, and she also. A lot of people don't realize, like, she transcended that position, you know, coming out of the crowd and shaking Marlena. And she transcended that into, like, you wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't have your Victorias or your Ivories or, you know, Trish Stratus lead it. Like, all those people, all those women come right up after China. Like, and she also, you know, she beat Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental title. Like, she's a female Intercontinental champion. Yeah, which is crazy. And that is like, you know, that's attitude, how in the attitude era, when it was all about bra and painting matches and stuff, she was a badass chick who could fight. 
So you could you could kind of say she's the forefront of the women's evolution in a way. She was the forefront. Like you have all these, you know, you have your church strategies, you have all this stuff, but those without China stepping in and doing that, like I don't, I don't know if the women's gets the women's division gets that type of push that Trish and Lita and those ladies needed to go into the two thousands. You know. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, congratulations. We'll see what the rest of the class looks like. Um, the Hall of Fame is kind of not not legitimate at this point. It's just whoever they want to throw in or whoever Vince feels like at the time. But, um, you know, they all deserve it. And this may be the only way Triple H goes in because he basically runs a company and he may not do that, put himself in singularly. So it may be the only way he gets in too. So it's cool to see him. Triple H is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, Yeah, he's incredible. So that being said, do you think – so they're not going to induct Vance until he dies, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. They won't They won't induct him until he dies. But looking at the stables and looking at, you know, everything that happened in the Attitude Era and, you know, looking at DX, do you see Nation of Domination as a Hall of Fame stable? Ooh. I mean, there's stables I would put in over Nation Domination. Um, yeah. I would put in – so I I would put in NWO, Hogan Hall, and Nash. Didn't they already do that? Not together. Oh, they put in Outsiders, huh? No, they each got their separate thing. And, it, and they put in Diesel and Razor Ramon. They didn't put in Nash and Hall. Okay. I couldn't remember. So that being said, would you – do you think since they snuck China in, the next move is to induct the new Radicals, try to get Benoit in there? Well, I know that's something that me and you hope for. But it's yeah. probably not a popular choice. <laughs> um, I don't know if they'll ever touch that. Um, that would definitely bring negative press, especially with how sensitive everybody is now. Yeah. But Benoit is for sure a Hall of Famer. He is. It's a shame that, you know, we don't need to get into anything, but he just, he made his mark on wrestling. He definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And that, uh, the Hall of Fame is not about, character flaws he had a minor character flaw a minor character flaw, and (laughs) that's a good way to put it but the um the radicals were if you look at benoit guerrero uh dean malenko and perry saturn were all incredible workers who all they were great yeah they all deserve to be in the hall of fame we actually met saturn a quick trip as we were talking about earlier yeah and who told us real information and was friends of ours. You yeah. know, we don't, yeah, we, we don't, don't lie about our quick trip stories. Yeah. We didn't make that up. That really happened. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> so there's stables who deserve to go in. Um, man. I mean, just think about the attitude era stables, you know, you have, you have the oddities, you have right to censor, you have nation. I mean, Los Barricas, Los Barricas, uh, DOA, Disciples of Apocalypse. I was a DOA fan. Um, yeah, they weren't bad. I mean, Crush is a Hall of Famer for sure. Is he already in? I don't know if he's already in. I don't know if he's in or not. But uh, when, I mean, the only, DOA and Los Bariquas are the only teams to fight each other more than the Usos at New Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fought all the time. And you couldn't even name those Bariquas. No, you money. couldn't. 
you can just say names like Miguel and you're probably right. But... I think one of them is Miguel. But I, yeah, well... uh, Savio Vega obviously was incredible. So, Savio Vegavis? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's stables that deserve to go in. It's There's going to be ones that go in way before everybody else. I mean, one of the best stables of all time is the Heart Foundation. Who, yeah, the 97 Heart Foundation. Yeah, which they can't do because of the Owen Hart situation. But, I mean, Owen Hart Hall of Famer for sure. Pillman Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, Bret Hart, Knight Hart. And, you know, you're talking about guys like Ric Flair when he went in with the Horsemen and Shawn Michaels is going to go in and Bret Hart. Those are guys who deserve two Hall of Fame rings, really. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could see. I mean, we should definitely induct a ministry in so Taker can be a two-time because we all know that Vidius Godwin is a Hall of Famer. Midian, a.k.a. Midian. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great stable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This or uh, Big Daddy V. We wouldn't have Big Daddy V if it wasn't for the ministry. Yeah, that was one of the worst stables of all time. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's stables that deserve it. But DX <laughs> is definitely up there. They're they're a top five stable of all time for sure. Definitely. So if you were to pick a guy, like I put you on the spot here, which you're incredible being in, on the spot. Probably answer this really quick, but. Pick one one guy you'd like to see in the Hall of Fame this year. Besides, obviously, any anybody we just talked about, somebody that you think just deserves deserves it. Rick Rude. Yep. It's crazy to me that, and they could have included him in this. He was a big part of DX, but he is also one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and one of the best workers of all time in multiple um, federations: WWF, WCW. Uh, he's in world class for a while. Yeah. He was one of the best wrestlers of all time, one of the best promos of all time, one of the best mustaches of all time. Great hairdo, uh, great trunks. Yeah. He's somebody I for sure want to see in there. I'd love to see Pillman. Um, he definitely deserves it. Um, yeah. I really would like to see Pillman uh, go in. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, that's who I can think of right now. Is Lex Luger a Hall of Famer? I don't think he's in yet, but he is. I don't think he's in. I think, I believe that as far as wrestling goes, I think he made his mark. I would like to see Luger get in. I mean, he's somebody who had an unbelievable career, but he's not really a a Hall of Fame wrestler. No, he was never a great wrestler. Definitely not a Hall of Fame promo. He was never great at anything, but he was just incredible. Yeah. He was always he's always a top guy. And when he I'll tell you right now, I go back and I watch those old nitros and when he torture racked people and people in the crowd were torture racking each other. And yeah. Just going complete ape shit. Yeah, it was un like he was as over as Goldberg. Like he was as over as anybody in the company for that those couple years in NWO. Like everything that he did especially when NWO first came out and he was fighting WCW uh, and he was in WCW. He used to come out and just torture like everybody. I mean, one of my favorite tag teams of all time is Allied Powers. Oh, Lex yeah. Bulldog. And they never won the title somehow. I don't know why. I thought they were going to win every title in the WWF. When, I, when they first came out, I thought for sure Luger was going to be champion. Bulldog was going to be Intercontinental champion. They were going to be tag team champions. 
Yeah, I mean, there's guys who deserve to go in a long time ago who, for whatever political reason, aren't in. But, like, right off the top of my mind, it's Rick Rude, Owen Hart. Uh, I don't know why Brian Pillman isn't in yet. Um, You look at someone like Sid. Sid could go in. Sid's incredible. But everyone hates Sid. He's got a softball tournament that weekend probably anyways. (laughs) Yeah. I just listened to the podcast, Bruce Rich, Bruce Pritchard, shoot on Sid for a couple hours. I love Sid Vicious. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Sid just, like, he's just hilarious and unbelievable. Yeah, his promos were terrible, but hilarious. Unbelievable. I watched the one the other day where he called me Gene a fat, ball-headed oaf. <laughs> there was one I watched where he... He was the maddest guy. He was the maddest guy ever, and he was screaming at Big Boss Man. He called him Fatso, and it was hilarious. He goes, listen up, Fatso. He just screamed at him. <laughs> but his intensity, oh, my God. He was so intense. Like he's, He might be one of the most intense wrestlers of all time. Yeah, Sid was amazing. And, and he just screamed powerbomb and just powerbomb people. Yeah, and the and the crybaby promo with Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't know shit, crybaby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. God, yes. It... <laughs> I love. Just imagine a Sid Justice, uh, uh, Psycho Sid Hall of Fame speech. Would just... It would be unbelievable. Yeah, it might be hillbilly gems. Yeah. <laughs> or Mister T's. Yeah, but congratulations to DX. Well-deserved, all those guys. Okay, so since we just got paid from our sponsor, um, that means it's time for us to go. We, I think we went a little long today anyways, but um, before we wrap up, just real quick, a couple small news notes we want to cover. Um, Eddie Edwards uh, signed a new long-term deal with Impact, which is interesting to me because – not a lot of people are signing with Impact. You know, you hear a lot of WWE signings and All Elite and New Japan ROH, but um, this is the first kind of big Impact signing we've heard about in a while. So uh, Eddie Edwards, a long-term deal, so he's going to be with Impact through it all. Um, yeah, it may. I mean, it may not be a bad move for him. I mean, he, this year is going to kind of shake up a lot of a lot of. A lot of companies, a lot of federations, and maybe he sticks it out with Impact. They sell to WWE. He goes in NXT, or maybe he becomes the guy in Impact. You know, they. Yeah, I think. Who knows? He's going to become the guy at Impact, and maybe it is a good move for him because he had a lot of hype a few years ago. But I think that's kind of died down with him being an Impact. But um, so for him to get paid, I know I heard Jericho. In an interview, talk about how he got a big money offer from Impact, so they have money to spend if they want to spend it on people, and uh, it's probably a good move for him. I'm sure he got paid. So congratulations to him. Um, also, in gossip news, I know some of you like to watch Total Bellas and all that kind of shit. Um, Corey Graves was in the news this week because he. Um, has finalized his divorce and his wife kind of went crazy on the social media, um, putting his alcoholism and said that he had suicide attempts and kind of put all his, uh, we call it all his business in the streets. Yeah. And said, uh, I hope you're very happy with Carmela, which, uh, 
I don't know if anyone knew that they were together or if it's true that they're together or if that's why he's not married anymore or what the deal is there. I know he puts over Carmelo big time on TV. Um, he does. But uh, so there's your gossip news for the week, Matt Gold. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really care about, you know, People Magazine or wrestling like that. I don't know. His wife, Corey never said shit about her. She's coming out and saying a bunch of shit about him. She's probably full of shit. There's no hashtags involved. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, I guess I'm just a different kind of person, but no matter what happens in any situation, I can imagine putting, like, freaking out on social media about somebody. But Yeah, I couldn't. I don't think I've ever... The maddest I've ever got on social media, the only time I've ever ranted on social media is when somebody didn't know what Skynet was and when the baseball did when baseball didn't elect anyone to Hall of Fame that one year. Yeah, so nothing if you broke up with a girl, you're not putting her on blast. No, no, I wouldn't even I mean the only time I ever even get on social media is when I'm hammered and I post either a wrestling video or a Stallone montage or a song from a Stallone movie. Yeah, which is some of the best songs of all time. But yeah, I couldn't imagine being in that position, but I don't know. People love to do it. Not for me. It's embarrassing. You should be I mean, you should be embarrassed if you ever get on social media and talk shit about, you know, your wife or girlfriend or like I don't know. I would just never do that. I mean, you can get on mine. I just found a 10-hour loop on YouTube of the Terminator 2 theme song that I can post on your social media. Uh, so if you're driving somewhere, it's going to take you 10 hours to get there. You can listen to the Terminator 2 theme song the entire way there. Terminator 2, maybe the, the greatest action movie of all time. It is the greatest action movie of all time. I know Matt Cole, he probably compares it. I, I think he probably compares it a lot to uh, the movie Christine where the car eats the guy. And, uh, like, it's a Stephen King book, and, you know, Christine's coming. It, it's a car that eats people. So, you know, and in Terminator, you know, robots kill people. So, so maybe Maximum Overdrive. I don't know. What do you think? I think that Matt Cole has the worst taste in movies I've ever seen, and – he only goes by Rotten Tomatoes, which gave the new Page movie a 93% approval. Yeah. There's no way that, that movie's that good. So, you know, I don't yeah. know who bases their shit off of that, but his name is Matt Cole. Yeah. And Matt he Cole. probably does hate Terminator 2 and thinks it's the same as uh, some movie that just came out. Yeah, may, he maybe thinks it's the same as batteries not included. Yeah. When the little flying saucers fly around. Yeah, Which he does probably... have, it does have Eclipse. Batteries not included does have Eclipse, a.k.a. Frank McRae from uh, Lockup. Yeah, who was also in The Wizard. Which is, he was in um, The Wizard. Probably the best Fred Savage movie ever made. And he was, he was Schwarzenegger's boss in Last Action Hero. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone who knows more about movies than us, but... Um... I mean, yeah, we just yeah. literally, that was the top of our head. We just named all this shit. Yeah, Frank McRae. Matt Cole doesn't even know who he is. Yeah, we're going to be covering a movie soon. So, yeah. But we're going to wrap it up for today. Please check out our Instagram, Twitter. Um, Jamie, you got a status on that Facebook page? Yeah, it's coming soon. A uh, couple days. Yeah. To be announced. Um, 
but we're also up on YouTube. I right now only have episode one on YouTube, so <laughs> falling behind <laughs> on that. But uh, we're gonna fix that problem. And um, anchor.fm is our main website. Um, we're on Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Tell your friends so we can get even more money and um, maybe get some merch out there. I know people are wanting the merch. Yeah, a lot of merch requests. So, yeah, so keep doing it. We name dropped a lot of people. So, since if we if we name dropped you today and put your name out there in the nicest way possible, I know we did. Uh, help us out and help us spread the word. Yep. All right, that's it. We'll see you next week. Peace out.